When I was in my late 20s, my grandfather gave me a book. And before he gave me this book, I, I had, I've, I've always had this longing, this desire to be known or to be known as a man of the Spirit. I'm not sure where that's come from, but it's something that is with me now. Last week, Bill asked us some questions, and one of the questions was this, what will your legacy be? What will your legacy be? And whenever I'm asked that question, I always want my legacy to be this, that Martin O'Brien was known as a man of the Spirit. And this book that my grandfather gave me was called Man of the Spirit. And it was a biography um, about a man called Howard Carter. Um, and, and he was a man of the Spirit. And the reason I, I, I start with this story is because this morning I want to talk about a true relationship with God. We, we read from Ephesians chapter 1. In fact, go to it now. It would be great if you can go to it on, on your phones or in your Bible. Um, Ephesians, Paul, um, Paul, Bill spoke. <laughs> Paul did speak, but Bill spoke from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, last week. And there was a verse that really stood out to me when we were reading it last week. And I'll come to that in a minute. But let's first read it again. Let's remind ourselves of Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 15 says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for Christians everywhere, I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful future he has promised to those he called. I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance he has given to his people. I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand and in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else in this world or in the world to come. And God has put all things under the authority of Christ. And he gave him the authority for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is filled by Christ who fills everything everywhere with his presence. What a powerful statement. What a powerful few verses. Do you know, if you're ever feeling distance from God, I encourage you to read this out loud. Because this will bring you back to this place and this place of communion, of relationship with God. You see, the verse that stood out to me was verse 16. And in this version, on my version here, it says this, I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. 
And immediately my acquisitive, analytical mind says, what does that look like? What does never stopping thanking God for look like? What does praying for you, what does praying constantly look like? Let's look at the first thing first. I have never stopped thanking God for you. Wow. Wow. I asked myself and I asked us this morning, how do you live a life like that? Never stopping thanking God for each other, for everything. We were thanking God for his goodness this morning as we started today. And I wonder what your life is like. Because you see, to me, a life of gratitude is a life that is countercultural to our current situation. You only have to open up Facebook or Instagram or any social media and it's full of, of counter-thankfulness. There's so many things where people are um, hating each other. What I don't like at the moment is this thing where they're using the name Karen and there's videos of people. Oh, there's a Karen. Sorry, Karen. You're not like that. Don't receive that. But it is countercultural to be grateful, to be thankful. And there is power in thankfulness. There is power in thankfulness because, you know, we, we talk about this very often, about being thankful, living a lifestyle of gratefulness. And maybe we do for a while and then, then it wanes. But it's good to encourage us and good to challenge us again to live those lives of thankfulness, of gratitude. In fact, right now, why don't you tell the person on, next to you or on the people on the table, what are you thankful for right now? What are you thankful for? Tell them. Tell them. So, as I look around the room, you all are smiling. You're all happy. You're joyful. And that is the power of thankfulness. So let's be people that are full of gratitude. Asking ourselves daily, what are we grateful for? What are we thankful for? Because to be thankful, to, be grat- to, to, be, to show gratitude is a decision. is a decision we have to make, and we do it. So I say, get on with it. Let's do it. You know, um, Paul said, uh, Paul, I keep calling you Paul this morning. This, this is prophetic, <laughs> the apostle. Um, Bill said last week, Love looks like something. Love looks like something. In fact, love fuels kindness, or fuel for ki- for the fuel for kindness is love, and it transforms. And so, love looks like something. Gratefulness looks something. It's the fuel for our kindness. And just remember this moment, just today, even you know where you you you've said thank you to somebody, or you've said this is what I'm grateful for. And, and it's, it should have been up here. It's great to see in the, the, the instant smile and the, and the joy that that brought. And can you imagine receiving this letter from Paul? And he says this, I have never stopped thanking God for you. Wow. That's all, that is awesome. Let's be countercultural and be thankful. And then there's this, I pray for you constantly. 
Well, my head is like, what is that? I mean, what does praying constantly look like? What do you think? What do you think praying constantly looks like? Could you, do, do, no, maybe another question is, what does praying constantly not look like? Because maybe you think praying constantly is on our knees all day long. I mean, um, or shouting out prayers all day long. Paul, Paul says this, doesn't he? He says, I've never stopped. I, I pray for you constantly. Paul was a busy man, probably busier than us. He was an apostle. He was planting churches. He was a missionary. He was a tent maker. He, he did a lot of things, didn't he? But he still prayed constantly. And so, how do you think you would or I would pray constantly? You were going to say something, Bill. I'm always. Always. No, I mean, I mean I was always going to say this. <laughs> Um, no, but you know me, I like, I like to have feedback. I think that every time somebody comes to mind, because mm. during the day I often have people that are sitting in this room come through my mind, and I think it's grabbing those thoughts and bringing it before the cross and saying, yeah. thank you for this person, yeah. bless this person, whatever's going on, and I think it would be that kind of thing. And that's, that's quite natural, isn't it? It's not forced, it's not, you know... Religious. It's um, a natural thing. Anybody else? Phil? Dialogue, God. Kind of dialogue. dialogue, yeah. So you just said, uh, like Bill said, really, is that, that kind of constant sort of dialogue in Yeah. You know, and then seeing, seeing God in things. Yeah. And, and through things. Yeah. Um, and it's that gratitude that you're just turning that back to yeah. God, really. And I think it's it's a, it's a powerful existence. It, it, this constancy. I, I wrote in my notes here: embrace the constant, embrace the constant. Be be constant in your prayers, a lifestyle of prayer, or maybe asking the question: Where is the constant in your life? Because for me, I think a, a true relationship with God or with anybody actually is fluid. It's relaxed. It's um, and for me, if you look at Scripture. Uh, and the relationship that Paul, Jesus, everybody that you read in Scripture, prayer was right at the core of their relationship. It's how they communed with, it's how we commune with God, because we don't see him, don't we? We don't see him in the physical. So prayer, constant prayer, is us in our relationship with him. It's a relationship. Look at Jesus. He he prayed. Jesus is the son of God, but he still prayed. He still took time out to pray in fact we we talk it talks a lot about how jesus prayed whether it was in the night whether it was in the day whether it was in the garden wherever it was jesus prayed i also asked this question didn't i what does praying constantly not look like if you think about your relationships okay my relationship with sally it's not a structured relationship it is a fluid relationship it's a constant relationship we're not always together but it's constant it's this relationship we talk i listen she talks she listens and it's the same with our relationship with god but sometimes we've become very religious in our relationship with god and i i I wonder that if prayer is 
is the way that we grow in our relationship with God, and we have limited it to just a prayer meeting or, or we pray on a Sunday. We've missed out on so much communion with God. I want to encourage us to embrace the constant. There's three prayers that I want to talk about in this passage, and I'm calling them prayers of understanding. In verse 17, Paul says this, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is what he prays, to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. To give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Do you want to grow in your knowledge of God? I do. I want to know more about God. And that comes through prayer and this spiritual wisdom. For me, spiritual wisdom is is discernment. It's understanding what is going on in our day-to-day. And Paul saw it as so important to the people at the church in Ephesus and, and ultimately to us as the church, how important it is to have spiritual wisdom. I've been having some real battles at the moment and Bill encouraged me with scripture, us with scripture. There's some, some battles going on spiritually and spiritual wisdom is so key, so important to understand what is going on. And I think as if we live this life of constancy and constant, then when we see things happen, we will have that spiritual wisdom. And I pray that over you. And I pray that over myself. In fact, these prayers that Paul prays, if you ever don't know what to pray, pray these prayers over yourself and over each other. That, they, that you would have spiritual wisdom. Martin, I pray that Martin would have spiritual wisdom and understanding so that Martin might grow in his knowledge of God. What a powerful prayer that is. Spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I, I want to know God more. When I first started um, going out with Sally, I wanted to know her more. And even now, I still want to know her more. Our relationship with God is not just a one-time thing. It's not just a, a thing that we do, a prayer that we pray. It's a constant. It's a constant. In fact, if you're here today and, and you don't have a relationship with God and, and you're thinking, what are you talking about, Martin? I can have a relationship with God? Yes, yes, you can. God sent his only son, Jesus, to come. And die for us so that if we believe in him, we can have eternal life. This eternal life with him, this relationship with God. And I encourage you, if you're on the edge of that, jump in. Take that step of faith. The second prayer I I want to look at this morning is in verse 18 where Paul says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful future he has promised to those he called. 
So this is the second understanding prayer, prayer of understanding that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful future he has promised. You see, when our hearts are flooded with light, darkness has no place. It has no place to hide. And when we are flooded with light, Holy Spirit will reveal things to us. We will receive understanding of this wonderful future that he has promised. Wow. Once the darkness is gone, we can grasp hold of the future. And that future is a future of promise. That each and every one of us could understand the wonderful future he has promised. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, future, power, greatness. Then the next verse, verse 19, Paul says, I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. we would begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power. Not so long ago, I was praying this prayer for myself, and I, and I remember talking to us about that. That's not gone away. I want to be known, my legacy, to be known as a man of the Spirit. that you will begin to understand the greatness of his power for us who believe in him. God's incredible great power helps us grow, helps us change, and it helps us love others. Remember, nothing is too difficult for him. That this power, this incredible greatness of his power is yours, is mine. Do you actually believe that? Do you walk in that? And I believe as we remain and as we embrace this constant I'm talking about, this understanding the greatness of his power will grow and grow and we'll understand God more and we grow in his knowledge more. Because you see, these prayers of understanding for me, they, they are a great sign of what a relationship with God should be, one of spiritual wisdom, of understanding, of growing in the knowledge of God, of, of living in that light, of understanding the wonderful future he has promised, of beginning to understand the incredible greatness <coughs> of his power. I, I've lived my life in the church. I grew up in the church. And it wasn't until last week that I realized the power of religion over my life. I've always prayed this, I've always had this feeling that there is more. I've always had this feeling that there's limitations upon myself. I don't know if you ever feel like that. 
that this power that we talk about, this power that we sing about, this power that we read about is like it's there, but it's not fully there. I'm not fully walking in, in, in that power. Ellen prayed this morning, just this morning, that, that we would know more of his power in our lives. But you see, religion has stifled our relationships with God by creating rules and regulations. And this is the goal of the religious spirit, actually. Patterns. Limitations. This is not how it should be, our relationship with God. When I read this passage, this, this scripture, the, the prayer that this apostle Paul is praying over the church, I want to know that. I want to know this spiritual freedom, this spiritual wisdom and understanding that I would grow in the knowledge of God, that my heart would be flooded with light, that I would understand, that all of us would understand the wonderful future he's promised, that we would begin, even, even begin to understand the incredible great, greatness of his power for us who believe in him. Do you want to break free from a mediocre life? Hmm? A life into a life full of power? I do. Of a constant relationship with God, a life of gratitude. Then pray for ways maybe to break the patterns of limitation. And live a life of love, live a life of spiritual wisdom, live a life of understanding, live a life of light, or live a light of promise, and live a light of power. I was praying with um, Ellen and Bill recently. This realization of, of, in my own life, this spiritual revelation in my own life and a new emotion came up it was an emotion of frustration actually bordering on actually quite angry and you look at me mine yeah yeah it was weird I'm still trying still sort of like not battling with it, embracing it in a good way. And the frustration was this, that I had felt limited for so long. And then the revelation comes. And so when that revelation comes, and I pray that each and every one of us would have this spiritual wisdom and understanding. That we would break out of the patterns and the break out of the rules and regulations that limit us when we are people of God, we are people of promise, we are people that have a, a, a wonderful future. We are people that have this incredible greatness of his power for us who believe in him. In fact, Paul says this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I did some weird things when, I, when, when this revelation come. I realized that it wasn't only sort of in the church environment that there were these patterns and religious things. It was, it was things that I do in the house, the things that I do each day. And so I've had a couple of weeks of, of doing something different just for the, just to do it, to break something, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> and it, it's having an effect on me. Sometimes I'm like, woohoo, and other times I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted, actually, you know. And I've got this going on. I'm really getting fed up with this rash because it's, it's wearing me out. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna just, I, I'm just going to tie this up because I was reading again this morning this passage, and, and and I love verse 23. I'm not going to talk very long on it, but just, just mention it. And the church's his body is filled by Christ, who fills everything everywhere with his presence. Maybe that's another sermon. He fills everything everywhere with his presence. You know, this place is full of his presence. We are full of his presence. We talk about this all the time, but it's good to remind ourselves that we are carriers of his presence. You know, on a Friday, we have our um, friendship center. And people come in every week and say, what is, what is it in this place? Or they come in here to the Life Hub. What, what is it in this place? And what it is, is the presence of God. They feel it, they sense it. Or in the, in the gallery, people come in, something different about this place. Love coming in here. Feel peace. It's the presence of God. So, do you want to break out of a mediocre life? I do. I want to live a life of power, of a constant relationship with God, that his presence is everywhere I go, is in me, that he fills everything everywhere with his presence. Pray for, pray these prayers over your own life. Pray them over me. Pray them over over your family, over your friends, that they would have spiritual wisdom and understanding that they might grow in the knowledge of God, that their hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful, they would understand the wonderful future that he has promised them, that they will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for those who believe, for they believe in him. Wow, what a difference that would make. And so embrace the constant. I'm going to finish with the last words of this passage because they are awesome. I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else in this world or in the world to come. And God has put all things under the authority of Christ and he gave him this authority for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is filled by Christ who fills everything, everywhere, with his presence. Let's stand this morning. Let's pray together. I just want to pray this prayer over you, over myself.
God, I just pray that you would give us spiritual wisdom and understanding. I pray that we might grow in our knowledge of you. I pray that our hearts will be flooded with light so that we can understand the wonderful future you have promised us. I pray that we would begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe in him.